0: You are listening to episode number three, the one where I teach you the most important step to end emotional eating. Let's dive in. I'm Master at Life and Weight Loss Coach, Jillian Lama, and you're listening to the Body You Crave podcast, where you'll learn how to end emotional eating, lose excess weight, and feel amazing in your body. No cheating required. Keep listening, and I'll show you how. Welcome back. I'm so excited to talk about this topic of emotional eating. This is something that is near and dear to my heart because it's something that I struggled with for a long time and I didn't even realize it. And often emotional eating can feel like such a heavy topic. We have a lot of ideas about what it is or what it isn't. There can be a lot of shame, a lot of guilt, a lot of fear, a lot of judgment around it. And so I just want to clear up a few things as we start to dive into this topic of emotional eating because this is something I'll talk about a lot on this podcast. So today, we're really going to dive into the just the first step of how do we start to end emotional eating. So emotional eating doesn't mean that you wake up from a trance-like state with chocolate smeared on your face, crumbs running down your shirt, empty wrappers sprawled about, right? Like I'm sure we've got all these ideas around what it looks like. And we kind of have this mental picture of like waking up from a binge maybe. But emotional eating is simply any time you reach for food to avoid or distract yourself from a negative emotion. So most of the time you're not hungry when you're emotionally eating, you're simply looking to relax, unwind, de-stress. You're looking for a sense of relief. You can be looking for relief from your diet, relief from your day, from your job, from the kids, from an, an argument with your spouse. There's a variety of reasons as to why we do this. So emotional eating is simply a habit that you learn, which means it's a habit you can unlearn. Right now, your brain has determined that food is the most reliable, rapid, and effective way of creating this sense of relief. That's it, right? You're not a terrible person. You're not addicted to food. There's nothing wrong with you. You're simply in the habit of eating to avoid certain emotions. So emotional eating might look like eating your favorite chocolate or candy bar mid-afternoon as a little pick-me-up, going through the drive-thru for lunch because your kids are driving you crazy and you really could just use that large soda and fries. Or maybe you're reaching for something sweet or salty at the end of the night as you watch your favorite show because you've trained yourself that this is how you unwind. This is how you de-stress. This is how you relax. Maybe you're grabbing a snack from the vending machine to prolong your break just a little bit more. It's not that any of these foods or these activities are bad, right? No bad foods. You simply want to look at why are you eating? So A lot of times when it comes to dieting and weight loss, we put so much focus and emphasis on what we're eating that we don't often look at why we're eating it. And when we're emotionally eating, we're often not eating because of physical hunger. So if you're eating because you're bored, stressed, tired, lonely, anxious, angry, or any other emotion with the intention of seeking a sense of relief or relaxation, you're emotionally eating. Okay, so no shame, no judgment. But this is important because you want to make sure you're solving the right problem. So many of us get caught up with diet rules and what we can and can't eat or what we should or shouldn't be doing in the gym instead of focusing on the very simple step. So the first step to ending this pattern is to just become aware. Are you eating when you're truly physically hungry? And are you stopping when you are satisfied? That is it. That is the basic fundamental philosophy because food solves hunger. It does not fix your emotions. Food is also not the problem, right? It's not always about what you eat. That will come into play slightly, but food is not the issue here. You are, which means that you also get to be the solution because you can unlearn this habit of eating when you're not truly hungry. And it all starts by understanding the permission-giving thoughts, the excuses and justifications, telling that your brain is simply sending up that this is a good time to eat. You know, some chocolate would taste really good right now glass of wine would really make this better. Okay, so eating when we're hungry and stopping when we're satisfied. It sounds simple, and it is. The philosophy is very simple, but it won't always feel easy in the moment because we are simply in these habits. We're in the habit of eating when we're not truly hungry, and there's a couple other reasons. Number 1, if you're anything like me, you've got a lot of baggage around dieting. There may be a little post-traumatic diet disorder going on here, or what I call diet PTSD, because we've all done diets in the past that kept us constantly hungry all day. Or we have cut out certain food groups or we're extremely restrictive in what we could and couldn't eat. And so there's a lot of fear, even anxiety around the thought of being hungry. And so we have these ideas of, well, if I'm hungry, that means this, you know, level 10 hunger. I'm on Survivor Island and haven't eaten anything but a slug for the last two weeks. Like we, we kind of freak out about how hungry we're going to get. And because of the past diet trauma we've been through, we're thinking, hell no, I do not want to go back there. And rightly so, I totally get it. There's no judgment. I don't want to go back there either. But I just want to be clear here about what hunger we're looking for and what's not. What feels good? What feels normal? Like doable hunger? Not that you're nauseous. You don't want to throat punch somebody. You're not about to pass out, right? We're not getting to this crazy level 10 hunger. We are waiting for true physical hunger in our body though. And we're starting to pay attention to what our sounds and signals look like. For me, I often feel kind of a grumbling and an emptiness in my stomach. I often notice it's time to eat if I feel like I can't focus and do work very well. So while I'm often not hungry in the morning for breakfast, I'm eating anywhere between you know, typically 11 and 1 p.m. But if I go much past that 1 p.m. time spot, I can't focus, I can't concentrate as much. I'm not fully there cognitively. And so I know if I have not eaten yet, I need to eat. Like I'm getting to a point where I don't want to go further, you know, much further beyond that. But we have to recognize that a little hunger is okay. We don't have to be afraid of hunger. We also need to remember that when we're eating, we're eating enough food to feel satisfied. I'm not telling you, you can only eat certain number of calories or points or this many macros. A lot of times we fear hunger because in the past when we got hungry, we couldn't actually satisfy that hunger. We would be hungry like all day long, not simply because we were just not eating all day, but because we could only eat a little bit. And so even though we were eating, we weren't eating enough for that hunger to go away. We weren't eating enough to where we felt satisfied. So when I teach clients to do this, we really tune into their bodies about the difference between feeling satisfied and full. And there's just these little nuances. But again, it's a continuum. It's a spectrum. We look at where do I feel satisfied and like I've had enough. Not where am I full, where am I like stuffed, where do I need to unbutton my pants, right? Like there's this whole spectrum of I want to eat until I'm satisfied. I call this downward dog satisfied, right? I should be able to do downward dog and not want to puke after my meal. That's a great rule of thumb to have. You should be able to do, you know, go about your day, do your regular movements, to be thinking well, to not go into a food coma, you know, or to need a nap these little things, and you'll start to pick this up. The more that you practice this, the more that you tune in and become aware, the more that this will feel normal, the more that it'll come naturally. So we don't have to fear hunger because we are just waiting for slight hunger. We're not waiting until we're a level 10 and we actually get to eat until we're satisfied and we are no longer hungry anymore, right? So in addition to this dread and fear though, is the fact that we've been brainwashed to believe that certain foods are good or bad and so we moralize food and we moralize ourselves based on what we ate right so if you go back to episode one that's what we were talking about so if carbs are bad and now I'm bad when I eat carbs well now it's like well, screw it I've already blown it might as well keep eating so now I'm likely going to continue eating beyond satisfied and I'm going to likely eat when I'm not hungry because I've already blown my diet so it's like well who cares what's the difference now like if I've already ruined it, if I already had grabbed a, you know, a handful of M&Ms in the morning and I'm like, oh shoot, I'm out of ketosis now, so might as well just, you know, have an early lunch, have some extra bread, do all these things. We have all these excuses and justifications based on food being good or bad and then ourselves being good or bad and this thought or idea of I've already blown it, I've already ruined the day, might as well just keep going. And this keeps us eating when we're not truly hungry and it keeps us eating past the feeling of satisfied. So your opportunity right now is to tune into your body and start to recognize your true physical hunger cues without fear, because remember, you do get to eat. So one of the best new habits to create for yourself is to ask, am I hungry? Before you eat anything, that's it. It's super simple. It's just about getting into this practice and into this habit. So whether you need to put sticky notes around the house or set alerts in your phone, or maybe see if you can create different meal times that work with, when you're working or have other family obligations. It's all about tuning in and asking yourself, am I hungry before you eat? The answer is yes, then go ahead and eat. It might be that you naturally get hungry around 11 or 12 every day and you're ready for lunch. There's no problem with that. But if your answer is, meh, I could eat, then that's a no, (laughs) okay? If your answer is no, you just have this desire, then it's a prime time to look and understand why are you reaching for food right now? Because this is the thing, we often just end up on autopilot. Walk into the kitchen, grab a snack, grab something without even questioning, "Am I hungry?" That's what we've trained ourselves to do. And so when we put in these stops, like asking myself, "Am I hungry?" And then the answer is no, I can say, "Okay, time to get out of the kitchen." Like there's no reason to be in here. You know, get out of the pantry. And it's also an opportunity to look at what am I feeling in this moment? What am I thinking? what's going on underneath the surface. It's not just enough to say no, we want to understand why we're reaching for that food. That's what's ultimately going to help you solve this. Because we can say, just say no, all day long, right? Like just have more willpower, just do it harder. Nope, just say no, just turn. And it's not going to mean shit to you in the moment. We've got to start to understand what am I feeling? What am I thinking? And if you don't know, just pose those questions to yourself. There have been plenty of times, this happened to myself, it's happened with clients, where I've asked you know, someone a, a question, they didn't have that answer right away, and then later on that afternoon or the next day, they're texting me and they're like, oh my gosh, it totally hit me. This is what was going on. This is why I have this fear. This is why I have this worry. And so just posing this question to yourself opens the possibility that you have the answer within you. And it allows your subconscious to start coming up with and allowing that answer to come to the surface. And the more that you ask it, the more that you're open to it, the more that the answer is going to come. So it might be that three days in a row, you're asking yourself, you know, why, what am I feeling? What am I thinking? And you can't quite pinpoint it. Just start writing it down. Just start guessing. We don't have to be perfect here. We don't have to come up with the one exact reason as to why this is happening. Just get curious. Maybe it's this, maybe it's that. I don't know, here's what was going on in my day. Here's what I've been thinking all day long about myself, about my job, about my family, about my responsibilities, about this, about that, right? We've got all kinds of thoughts. We've got 50 or 60,000 thoughts a day. And we are really only conscious and aware of like 5% of them. It's such a small amount that we can actually catch. So that's all we wanna do is just to start taking guesses. How am I feeling in this moment, right? Like if you walk into the kitchen and you're like, realize, oh, you know what, I'm not actually hungry close your eyes, take a deep breath and just ask yourself, what am I feeling right now? Are you feeling stressed? Are you feeling anxious? Are you feeling bored? Are you looking for a distraction? Are you trying to elongate your lunch break or your afternoon break? I found myself doing this quite often. It was really easy to go and grab a snack to elongate my break a little bit further to where I didn't have quite go back to work rather than just relaxing and taking a break. It was like, well, I can't take a break and just sit on the couch or, you know, watch a, you know, little comedy sketch on YouTube or something. I can't do that. I can't just take a break when I've got all these things to do. But if I'm eating, well, then, you know, then I can, I can sit down and I can eat and I can have that break. And so we have all of this kind of subconscious programming that's at play here. And we just want to bring that to the surface. We want to get curious and we want to become more aware. So we've created a lot of stories, excuses, and justifications to eat when we're not truly really hungry. So this might sound like, well, I worked out really hard today. I deserve it. This helps me relax. I just want it. I've been so good sticking with my diet all week. I've been so good today eating healthy. Eating will make this task better or more enjoyable. It's free. It would be rude not to eat. They made this just for me. I don't want to offend someone. Everyone else is eating. I don't want to feel awkward or uncomfortable. And oftentimes, sometimes we're not even recognizing that I don't want to feel part. We're just thinking, oh, everyone else is eating. I should be eating too. Or hey, it's noon. It's lunchtime. It's this time of day. And therefore, it's time to eat. It's a specific meal time, regardless of whether you're hungry or not. It might be I have extra points or I have extra calories to use today. I better eat them. Better use them now because I don't get them tomorrow. Might be that, "Ah, you know what? I already ruined the day. Might as well grab another handful of M&Ms. We've got all kinds of reasons. All these justifications and excuses to eat when we are not truly hungry. And these are just a few, right? The important thing for you, though, is to start to look at what are some of your thoughts that drive this desire for food when you're not physically hungry, right? What are your thoughts? What are your excuses? What are your feelings that have you rummaging through the pantry? So, waiting for physical hunger before eating is key, but it's only part of the story because the other side of the hunger coin is satiety. So, how often do you think you're overeating? I'm going to challenge you to track this for the next week and really get honest with yourself. Even just a few bites, we notice, we can sense like, oh, you know what? I just ate a little too much at that meal. For me, and I'm going to share my my whole story in another episode, but almost every single day at lunchtime, I was overeating. I was getting way too hungry and trying to eat as late in the day as possible so that I could try and only eat like one meal and eat as little, you know, as few calories as possible. And then I'd end up overeating and I'd be emotionally eating when I was full, yet I was still continuing to eat. So there was a lot, it was like every single day I was going through this and I just couldn't figure out why I kept reaching for food when I wasn't hungry. That's what really got me started on this mission and really digging into, okay, like I get this. I see that I keep on reaching for food. I keep on stuffing my face basically when I'm not truly hungry at all, when I'm I'm actually full. Okay. So don't go curling up in your shame shawl just yet. Right, we just gotta get honest and curious with ourselves. So leave the shame, blame, and judgment at home, leave those to the side. We just want to start to tune into our bodies and look and find those really are those those sweet spots for hunger and satiety. Right? Some days we might be under-eating a little, some days we're overeating a little, but we do it very consciously. We do it with our eyes wide open. You become more aware and into your body. You get curious about these cues. You don't make yourself right or wrong, good or bad when you overeat. We just start to look at what were the cues? What did I miss? What could I have been looking for? How could I have put in some extra stops here? That is the process. That's how we do this. We start first, though, by identifying here's when I'm eating when I'm not hungry. Here's when I'm overeating and I'm eating past satisfied. So just like with eating, when you're not truly hungry, we have a lot of stories and excuses and justifications that keep us eating beyond satisfied. And a lot of times it sounds so simple. It sounds so harmless. Like this tastes so good. I just love it. This is my favorite food. A little more won't hurt. You hardly ever get this. You better load up now. You better eat all the cheesecake so it doesn't tempt you later this week, right? Why ruin multiple days when you could just ruin one? It's really not enough to save this or take it home. I'll just finish it right? Or I don't want to waste it by throwing out. I'm just going to eat it. Or I need to clean my plate. There's starving kids all over the world. You know, I need to eat all of this. It's not going to taste as good tomorrow. I should just enjoy it now, right? And a lot of times these thoughts fly under the radar. We are not conscious and aware that that's what we are telling ourselves. That is a thought that is driving your action to continue eating. They're soft and subtle. It's like this undercurrent. Right? You likely don't even realize you have them. But it's these thoughts that keep driving your desire to eat. Now, again, this philosophy, it's simple, but it won't always feel easy in the beginning. And that's okay. That's exactly what I help my clients do. Is really tuning into their bodies, their hunger and satiety cues, really digging into and figuring out their excuses, justifications, and those permission-giving thoughts to eat so that weight loss can become simple and easy so that they can learn how to spot and identify their emotional eating habits and start to change them, start to reverse them. Again, because it's just a habit, which means we can unlearn it. You can lose weight eating the food you love, but you've got to stop overriding your body's natural signals and old diet rules that don't actually work for you. So if you'd like my help in identifying the number one thing standing in your way of creating the body you crave, then I'd love to chat. So you can head on over to bodyyoucrave.com forward slash schedule, and you can book a free call there. And we will spend one hour really diving in and dissecting what your habits and patterns are and those prime key obstacles that are really getting in the way. All right. I hope you enjoyed this episode. We'll have lots more around emotional eating, but I just wanted to dive into this first step and what this basic foundational element looks like. You can do this. All right. Have a great day, y'all. I will see you on the next one.